Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, man, say, man, it's the kid that did, man. The pastor, the master, to make the bread come faster from here to Alaska. This is faster than Flasher. Sauce Walker, the sauce talker, man. The kid that did. The reason why the sauce word was written, not the kid that didn't. And right now, I just jumped off the porch with Daddy Glove Bastards. Yeah! Daddy will get it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We right back at it, y'all. DGB Special Edition, live in H-Town at an undisclosed location. We got the one and only Sauce Walker jumping off the porch with us today. What's up, bro? Oi, oi, what's dripping? How y'all living? What's going down, my brother? Ah, oh, man, everything is great, bro. Everything is great, man. It's a pleasure having you. You know what I mean? And, and, and appreciate you, you know what I'm saying? Like welcoming us with open arms, you know, down here in Houston. Welcome to Splash Town. Yes, sir. It's always a treat when players meet. You man, know what I'm come on now. You already Shit know. Show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, man, we was at the show last night. You did the Spotify uh, Most Necessary show. That was crazy. The city was, was you know, the city was like turned up for you. Like the energy was just crazy last night. And, you know, being here in Texas, being here in Houston to like really see it in person, it was just on a whole nother level, man. Yeah, it's a little different than Instagram when you come yeah. see it in real life. It's, 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 we call it Saucermania. Yeah, man. I had to have the building shaking. You know what I'm saying? Can you talk about just the feeling of, you know, being embraced by the city, you know, from you putting in so much work and rep representing the city so tough? And so fucking well. Um, it's a great feeling, it's humbling, but you know, at the same time too, uh, heavier is the shoulders of the king who wears the crown, you know what I'm saying? So sometimes it gets frustrating, you know what I'm saying? Um, sometimes you want your, when you understand the demographic and you understand the playing field in which you're up against and you see that how much more engagement and more encouragement and more cultural uh, representation that certain places have, such as uh, uh, New York or Louisiana or, you know what I'm saying, California. Like, for, for me to see those certain cities or certain places have such rich culture, like how Texas and Houston has rich culture, but they wouldn't have fight for their culture. You know what I'm saying? It kind of irritates me at time to time to see my city or my state not fight for our culture the way that we should but that's kind of what like you know make me who i am and you know give me the grace and give me the position that i have in texas because you know what i'm saying i'm like the gatekeeper now yeah you know what i'm saying I, I i vocalize visualize i do whatever it is to you know make a person respect and appreciate texas for what it was and what it is right now yeah you know what i'm saying so it's and it's, it's, it's it's beautiful though i I love it. Right, right. And what do you mean when you say, you know what I'm saying, like other artists aren't, you know what I'm saying, like really... Uh... <laughs> what I, well, to be honest with you, it's like, at this point, I don't even really just blame the artists anymore. I really blame like the city. I blame like the people. Like, it's bigger than the artists, you know what, mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because you know, artists do what they do. Artists try, certain artists understand creating and, you know what I'm saying, resurfacing things that were old and making a new song don't yeah so but at the end of the day uh a person from 
Louisiana is not only gonna argue with you about what jugging is. What is it called? Jugging? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Jugging? Juking or jugging? Well, jigging. 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 There you okay. go. Jig. That's the word. Jigging. Okay, like Louisiana people say jig, Texas people say jig. You know what I'm saying? Like we use the term for different styles of dances, but then you know it's other words for the for the Texas dances where outside of jigging, you know, boogieing, yeah. swagging, you know what I'm saying, the wall, whatever. But all of those different moves still fall up under the the column of jigging. Yeah. But you let you tell the person from Louisiana that that's jigging, and they're gonna argue to death and tell you, no, it ain't jigging, it's this. Huh. Or if you, uh, production-wise, like a lot of Louisiana artists rap on Louisiana-style beats. Mm. You know, even if the subject matter is like subject matter from whatever, about yeah. whatever, if everybody rapping about the same shit, they generally only rap on, you know, Louisiana-style beats. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna have that, oh! Oh, right, right. Do, 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 do. all that other type of shit. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, those things matter. Mm-hmm. It matters when you bottling up an uh, artist or you bottling up a product and you preparing it and packaging it for sale or for the youth. This is how you get everybody from the East Coast in the world want to get sturdy and want to kick their legs and jump up and down on their knees because the culture and the, 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 the lingo and the lifestyle that surface around that style of music and that beat pattern of drill music and shit like that it has become a way of life for people in New York, period. Yeah. And I feel that that opens up a whole different type of playing field and a whole different type of window of opportunity and money and uh, reoccurring like festivities and companies that want to come try to leech off of the momentum that's going on mm-hmm. in your city, just like some simple as like motion like everybody's saying motion and shit right now like yeah. Houston has always been a place that we always had our own lingo our own conversation our mm-hmm. own style our own essence and um, I feel that like due to like social media or like past 10 years of like Texas not having prominent dominant artists in the rap game outside of like you know since my generation has come mm-hmm. like people kind of lost lost their way with that. Like a New York person will never stop talking like a New York person. A person from Louisiana never stop talking like a California, same thing. Yeah. You'll meet a motherfucker from from Houston and you'll be talking to them and something you don't know if they from fucking Chicago, Memphis, Atlanta. Yeah. It's depending on how that person feels or what what they like the most. Wow. That shit be bothering me. Yeah. So you think that like during the time that like the spotlight wasn't on the city that like people kind of watered down and stopped yeah. being ashamed of where they was from. Got you. Or, almost like pull influences from other places. Yeah, when, when it's crazy because everybody put in their influences from us. Right, right. Everybody want to yeah. sip, drink like Houston. They want to have double cups like Come Houston. On. They want to be in the same strip club lifestyle. Absolutely. The big booty girls like us, Beyonce and all that. Yeah. Like shit is like regular shit. The Houston people, the food, like everybody around the jewelry, the permanent diamond tea. Like yeah. I go on forever, slow up music, whatever. Definitely the screwed but up like, hooks, like all that yeah, you hear. Yeah, the swangers, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like we got so much rich culture like that people from Texas and Houston don't like to stand up for or like to like yeah. represent anymore. That shit weird. Yeah, yeah. But like, like again, uh, people don't realize like how much being, people so scared to be different now yeah. in this day and age. People, everybody want to be like somebody else. Everybody want to be like what they feel is hot on the internet or what right. they feel is live. But then people don't they'll see something like that young kid who came out with that song that had the haircut, 
the uh, two a.m. Oh uh, yeah, woo, woo, woo. yeah. Okay, that's a shag. Yeah. With no discredit to the, the the young man, his song and his talent, and you know what I'm saying. That was a very catchy song. Right. But from the social media aspect of it, from the TikTok aspect of it, from the the momentum that was created from the viral moment of him rapping in that microphone with that haircut. Yeah. That's really catapulted that song and him to a whole different place. Right. Because he, at the time, before he seen the reaction of the world to it, probably wasn't afraid of what people were gonna say about the way his hair looked because right. that's, in his mind, was his thing, that's right. his style, or whatever. Well, in Texas, that's like a everyday household style yeah. to wear a shag. Yeah. Big tuck. So, right. Yeah, big tuck, beasy, trapped, a thousand people, wait, yeah. uh, tum tum. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, so just imagine how many artists from Texas, or from Dallas, that, yeah, they probably would have got the backlash, or people would have been saying, making fun of their hairstyle, they would have made it, they would have been a viral moment about them, people strapping shit to the back of their head to their sound, but you still would have blew up. Yeah. You still would have stood out. You still would have been different. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the first time somebody seen a fucking a dreadlock that's the size of a, a damn soda can, they didn't think that that was normal. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But once everybody started wearing wicks in their head and right. Florida made it a cultural thing that like, this is who we are, this is how we identify ourselves. Yeah. Now, a, 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 a Jewish ominous white kid can put wicks in his head right. and become a rap star. Right, because right you representing where you're from, even though you different, yeah. even though you white, even though you Jewish, even though you these other things that doesn't necessarily fall within the everyday repertoire of a street person or a person that's from the hood, the street and the hood and the ghetto and the people that's from the struggle can still accept you and relate you because we still, people still see a form of themselves in, in that person. Yeah. And they feel like you rep, same thing with like Paul Wild for us. Paul Wall is one of us, he a legend, he, he really there, he, there's nothing, he a, a million percent authentic. Yeah. That's really who he is, but the thing about it is, he still is a unconscious representation of what the, a Houstonian is, this from the ghettos, the South Side. Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I saw Park on the north side of Houston, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's from public housing, you know what I'm saying? That's, feel me? Right, right. White. Like, like that's normal. Like a cat that's like normal. him is yeah, I that's know. normal shit. Yeah. But the fact that he wasn't afraid to be different but still be actually who you are and where you from, Riff Rap, same same difference. Yeah. Look at Riff Rap, like superstar, millionaire rich. Mm -hmm. But he really liked that. That's who he really is. So yeah. man, like I just don't be I don't I feel like we um 
I feel like Texas lose a lot for not being prideful of like what we have and what we have done and what we've created and like what we just bring to the hip hop industry itself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I feel like like, you know, I'm from Chicago too. I was born in Chicago. I was born in Houston, but I was like raised back and forth in Chicago. And yeah. like, for me to like, seeing Chicago come from the crucial conflict days mm-hmm. to what's going on right now. Right. And to see like how they never, no matter, from back then, it was like everybody called each other Joe or Chief. Yeah. Joe, Mo, Chief, Lord, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now it's, folks and them and gang you know what I'm saying but people have took gang gang and put it on t-shirts and cups and uh, 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 cereal boxes and jackets and made multi-million dollar companies off of a phrase yeah you know what I'm saying Uh, uh, folks and them or whatever just anything this people got to realize that the things you say in today's age is a product yeah you know what I'm saying what you say is a product which you say can be can be made into a tangible item that could be sold. Yeah, absolutely. Whether it's on a sticker, whether it's on a NFT. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I feel like that'd be like an extra cultural strength, an extra cultural benefit that Texas would, has always had in the past that we don't necessarily have right now mm-hmm. because. It's not common for a person from, 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 from Texas to identify themselves like that in music. People from Texas kind of just want to make music. Yeah. So that makes sense then why you go so hard to represent Texas, represent Houston, make sure folks know that you from here. So they understand like that, you know, that, that, that you move in the culture, you know what I'm saying? And, and the culture of, of what represents Houston. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's, why I mean I don't complain about it from my standpoint because again me doing what my due diligence and, and dissecting the culture and understanding like okay we 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 used to have candy paint dripping candy paint dripping on the slab uh, syrup dripping out the cup okay we're gonna make sauce drip yeah we're gonna drip sauce me everybody don't have the the, the mental capacity to create mm-hmm. that to do something like that like mm-hmm. whoever the per- person that first person in New York to say, uh, you know my body or whatever the fuck, or, you know what I'm saying, it's lit or whatever, you know what I'm saying, yeah. New York, some shit, right, right, sturdy, right. Just whatever, culture, yeah. everybody don't have the mental capacity to create something that mm-hmm. stick and then continue to, to train your brain yeah. to say it and make other people say it. Yeah. So I get that, but at the same time, when you from a place that already has so much of that around, and you don't just, you rather hate on it because somebody else made it up or because it didn't come from your group. Yeah. Like that's that's the difference about like Houston and Texas. Texas is a beautiful place, but we we got a lot of self hatred for each other. Mm. So you know what I'm saying? Like if uh, if. If, if 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 everybody in Georgia is saying y'all know what the fuck going on, the next group of people that's from the other side of Georgia ain't finna be like, we ain't saying that lame man shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. That's gonna become our that's gonna become yeah. a part of our dialogue every day. Yeah. Uh, it, it kept me down. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna put you down. Kept me down. Ooh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That becomes a part of everyday. People in Houston and Texas make up shit like that all the time, but 
we don't like ride for it. We don't like continue to, gotcha. you know what I'm saying? And then when you see a motherfucker in New York that's performing on the uh, Madison Square Garden for the the New York Knicks or the Brooklyn, um, New York Knicks or the Brooklyn Mets or Nets, whatever the nigga's name is, yeah. whatever. But they got a whole dance team or whatever, like just from the city that's doing the dances from that city or from Philadelphia. They right, doing right. the I Wanna Rock shit, like, yeah. like, Lil Uzi Vert wasn't the first person that made that up, but it's from the city. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it makes sense for them to come together and him do music with them and like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they build off of that. Yeah. So I feel like we just lose as a whole when people don't support. So it's like, for me, I reap all the benefits from being the main person that do it and I, I never lose relevancy because everybody know like, walk is Texas or walk like the flagship of Texas yeah. or he the representation of Texas, yeah. that's Texas or whatever. But I mean, shit, you are day, the Texas Cyclone. For sure, so. <laughs> and it's love, that's dope. But I still prefer more motherfuckers to represent this shit with me so it makes it the things that I do easier to have the balance and to be reciprocated by the world because everybody is doing it and then when somebody else brings something else to it to to the texas culture then we we use that as well you know what yeah. i'm saying we just start building off of it recycling and rebuilding yeah you know what i'm saying that shit turn into business yeah nah that's real that's real so man where did the creativity and the individuality like have you always been like that? Was that something that like, you know what I'm saying? Like as a, as a, as a, as a young, as a young kid, like you was always like just putting words together, being creative, doing, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I've been different my whole life. I, I've been through a lot. I seen a lot fast. Um, I grew up in a broken home. I grew up, I, I didn't grew up, I grew up five, seven different lifestyles in one. I done mm -hmm. lived in the slums of Chicago, the slums of Houston. I done lived in Chicago Heights with my granddaddy down in church. I done lived in the suburbs of Houston. Yeah. I done lived in, in Star Hope, uh, Foster Home, not Foster Home, what's that shit called? Shelter. Okay. I lived in Star Hope Shelter for two years, sleeping on the floor with my mom. I seen a lot of other people's struggles and shit too. Yeah. So I guess like the creativity in my mind and uh, finding an escape in my mind are always trying to have a, a special power of like, I'm the only person that can change my situation. Yeah. I'm the only person that can do something different to make my life different. I understood that as a child. Mm -hmm. Like I seen, I seen a lot of people' hopes and dreams get shattered from them, or put faith in, you know, just praying or asking for something, but not actually doing the work, yeah, or doing the actions to make these things come into fruition. And I also was always a person that like I always never follow rules. I never wanted to follow the rules or follow the system or do what other people do. I always want to just do me. If people go left, I want to go right. Mm -hmm. If people go up, I want to go down. Like, I never did, I don't drink alcohol. I never did like, I just do what I want to do. I never did what other people do. Mm -hmm. So I think that, um, and like music, 
music and like anime or like actions like warriors mm -hmm. I always like warriors I've always been inspired of you talking about warriors like the movie like like warriors in general okay conquerors yeah from from fictional warriors to non-fiction warriors from the Napoleons to the Buffalo Soldiers to yeah. Goku and motherfucking me Naruto. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? I've always just like, I always believed that like, your brain has the capability of creating anything and matter that you want to make come into existence. Mm. You just have to harness the power in your brain and attract it to you in the universe. I just kind of like caught on to that shit young. Hmm. Caught on young that like I can make what I want yeah. happen in the world. Yeah. If I just think of it first and then I just start doing certain things to make it come and I just constantly ask or constantly like put my, my brain energy into like yeah. manifesting something, having something like that's real. I did that very, very young, wow. like five, six years old, four years old, just using needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My charm or using my gift of gab conversation or just manipulating life. Yeah. I've you almost learned alchemy at an early age. Yeah, you right. Feel? Yeah. Like, 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 like that power to be able to take that thought and make it anything, you know what I'm saying? Like when they say the ability to move mountains, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. You know, all of that. Like that's that's a whole nother, you know, level of, you know, mental capacity, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, was, I was never really like into sports or like, on the sports I was ever into, like combat sports, boxing and shit, mm. like, so weapons. Yeah. Like traditional weapons though, like, Mm. Blades, katanas, shurikens, yeah. bow staffs, nunchucks, yeah. not like guns and shit. I got into that like later on and like, right, right. but um, yeah, I just always respected the art of, of war and being mm. a soldier or a warrior and the creativity that you have to have to survive mm. the most strenuous conditions to not only better your your body and your skill set, but to survive the conditions that life give you yeah. and still not give up on the task that you have at hand or the goal that you have at hand, because you can have a goal that's focused in this one lane in this one direction, but life is throwing you all of these different curveballs and, sh yeah. and shit that would, can easily veer you off into a whole different, you know what I'm saying? So you yeah. just gotta stay dedicated and loyal to that path. Nah, for sure. Discipline's super important with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah, like you said, like anything can, you know what I'm saying, take you off your square. With all the trials and tribulations that you've been through in your life, what would you say is one of the biggest life lessons you've learned? I know it's a lot of them, <laughs> but- The only you, thing consistent in life is change. Mm. It's the only thing that you can guarantee is gonna happen no matter what. Mm -hmm. That things are gonna change. Things are gonna change for the better, things are gonna change for the worse. 
people are gonna change on you that you thought would never change on you, never turn their back and leave on you. It's yeah. people that you never thought that you would have to deal with or do business with or trust or be around, and they might be the people that take you to a six, seven, eight-figure individual hmm. or just give you some knowledge or information, mm-hmm. critiquing yourself that will better yourself in a way that you would have never wanted to face or look at initially. Thinking that you're gonna do the same thing over and over again and get a different result Mm -hmm. is the opposite of understanding that change is what's gonna happen in life. Mm -hmm. Cause a lot of people do the same, same shit and thinking they're gonna get this new result or this new outcome because they afraid of change or they don't want to change or they don't want to grow with yeah. change. And I feel that um, because I've always had the mentality to understand no matter how much, uh, like outside of the the loyalty, of course, the loyalty of my of my group, my family, my, my record label, my regime. Yeah. And even within that comes change. People change and life change. People have kids, jail, shit goes on the way you a, a person, you want a person to be a part of what you have going on and be there and, and go through all the trials and tribulations with you, but the universe has their own journey set up for where they have to go through certain things before they can come back and do what we we have to do together. Yeah. And that's also something that takes a lot of maturity to understand and, and, and come to dealings with, but still, again, move forward and get the job done. Yeah. And that's, that, that, that don't matter if it come with a woman you love, it don't matter if it come with a job that you was a, a, a fun to, that you was accustomed to living your whole life and all your financials was based off of this particular job and now you lost that job yeah. and now you forced to deal with change. Right. And I think out of everything in life that I've learned, once you learn and you fully understand that outside of the law of attraction, yeah. I think that's the most important lesson I learned because even when you even when you learn the law of attraction and you learn how to use it you still got to be able to understand the change that's real that's real because to get to what you're trying to attract to sometimes you got to change to even get that or to get that blessing you know what I'm saying that you've been asking for you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I think that also coincides with you know uh, being in a comfort zone and a lot of people, most people, don't like to step outside of their comfort zones, you know. And that's, you know, the biggest difference between successful people and people that's stagnant or people that's wondering, like, why, why aren't I reaching these goals I want to reach? And it's normally because you're not willing to step outside your comfort zone, you know. I mean, well, first of all, if any zone that you're in is comfortable, then that's not where you're supposed to be at anyway because... If you <coughs> if you always comfortable, <coughs> then <coughs> you're never challenged. Yeah, real. <coughs> if you're never challenged, <coughs> then how are you growing? Right. Or how are you maintenancing? Yeah. Even if you don't want to grow, you still have to maintenance. If mm-hmm. you don't maintenance, then what comes? Filth, dirt. Right. After filth and dirt comes decay and loss. Mm-hmm. So if you're not a person that's willing to um, be able to look at yourself in the mirror or allow someone else to look at you 
and say, hey, you need to fix these things up about yourself or you need to, you know, you're getting a little fat, you're getting out of shape or you're getting a little lazy, you're not yeah. stretching your bones. People, people wait till they have arthritis or they wait till they tear a ligament or they can't walk or they 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 tendons in their body right. get all out of shape now you this one day that you was playing with your nephew or you you was at the family <laughs> cookout and you thinking about your old heydays you want to slap box or you want to play basketball and now you done pulled something and you're in the hospital right because right. you procrastinating and making preservations off of who you were versus to who you are right Right. And yeah. I just always been the person that I don't agree with that. I always want to challenge myself. And if any time that I do slack or, or slow down on my challenges for myself is because I'm trying not to be so selfish and always focus only on myself right. because I'm a person that try to take care or lead or be there for other people. Yeah. But one of the things that I read in this book called uh, Think and Grow Rich from Napoleon Hill. Oh, yeah is that the most successful people in the world are the most selfish people in the world. Because before you can take care of everyone else, you have to have an abundance in which you have taken care of yourself with first. Absolutely. How can you have a lot to give if you don't have a lot that you've kept for yourself? Right. You have to create abundance to give. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's almost similar to like when you get on the plane, the flight attendant, the first thing they tell you, when the mask drop, Put your mask on first, then help the next person. Absolutely. Because if you scrambling, you struggling trying to help somebody else, shit, both of y'all are going, you know what I'm saying, and drop. You might, and you might end up creating more confusion than you actually creating help. That's real. That's real. Aid. Man. You know, it's crazy because that just relates so much in business and everything, man. Like when you, you know what I'm saying, procrastinate on something and now you got to pay extra or you got to take 10 steps to go around. Right. You know, I like to say, man, I'm proactive, not reactive. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to be preventative to something before, you know what I mean, something start hurting or before something break down and now we got to fix it and now we got to pay double or, you know what I'm saying, whether it's double in money or double in time. And time is might be more valuable than money, realistically, because you don't get that back, you know what I mean? Proper preparation prevents poor performance. Man, if that ain't the realest, if that ain't the realest thing ever. So, man, we was talking to Sauce Gohan, and he was talking about, uh, you know, times in Chicago coming up, and he was telling us about, you know, like, out there hustling, you know, when he was young and, like, um, beating the buckets, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and being out there hustling, making money that way, man. Was you ever around for any of them experiences? Did you ever get down on the buckets? No, nah, I, yeah, I was around when he was, when Gohan, I was, man, first, I've been around Gohan his whole life, but like one of the first times that I was around him for like two and a half years at, at a time, he was like five and six, seven, gotcha. around that age. And like, yeah. again, around that time, uh, my mom was heavy uh, all the way up until her passion. She had a heavy crack and heroin addiction. And then his father was fighting uh, a heroin addiction a little, a little bit at the time. But yeah. he ended up going, well, he didn't go to the penitentiary at that time. He was still free. So, but they was like, we all was like poor, like struggling like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Living off of government aid, all that other shit. Like, yeah. just, you know what I'm saying? My mom was a dancer, all that shit. And like, a big thing in Chicago was like playing the buckets, you know what I'm saying? Playing the, um, 
the drums, yeah. playing the drumsticks on the buckets. But then, you know, it'd be times where, you know, the weather bad or you can't go outside to go do that. And, you know, you got our parents, hustlers, you know, even though our parents was like addicts, they were hustlers too. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like, you know, this back in the nine, um, like 90s and... Yeah. Well, this all the 90s right here we talking about. Mm -hmm. This ain't even early 2000s. This all like 90s. Okay. But, um, you know, like during the 90s and like right before the early 2000s, like they would, the same drugs they sell was a social drug. They would do it too. Right. So, you know what I'm saying? You might, I remember when like Gohan and, and my other little, little uh, cousin, little relative, little, little relative, Deuce Fire, RP Deuce Fire, Fire campaign. Them, they used to like take the sheet rock out the side of the wall mm-hmm. and like hand they hand they hand they, you know like in Chicago we got like basements or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got basements and then you got the um the alleys. Yeah. Like the alleys and then in between the houses you yeah. got breezeways. I'm so, from Milwaukee, so the streets and everything, it's the like same everything's shit. set up the exact same way, yeah. Man, these little badass, I caught these little badass niggas one time. I'm, I'm seeing them like digging in the wall and shit. So I'm like, why y'all steady digging in the wall? Like, what y'all doing? They is kids though. They're like, yeah. this time they like seven. Like seven, finna be eight yeah. type shit. They digging in the wall and shit. What the fuck y'all doing? What y'all doing? They ain't telling me, they, they hiding and shit, so boom, I'm up late at night, I, they think I'm asleep. I'm, we all downstairs in the basement, that's where we used to play like the Xbox. All we had was one little old regular Xbox or whatever, we all play, yeah. we'd get on the drums, play the drums and shit together. And you know, it used to be like, you know, fiends or like customers would come knock on the side of my, um, uh, on the side of the breezeway, it's like a yeah. little window, little, little glass window, you know what I'm saying, you could slide it open, you know what I'm saying, you could stick your hand out yeah, there and serve. Yeah, window, you go. You know what I'm talking I know about. Exactly what you you're know talking what I'm talking about. about. Yeah. You see in Texas, that shit sound like some weird foreign <laughs> shit. We don't got no shit like yeah. that in Texas. And the basement be cold, like yeah, it, basement be cold. Yeah, man, damn. I caught these little niggas standing on the chair, man, digging in their little cheap rock bag, sticking their arm out the window, serving fiends, yeah. and taking tens and twenties dollars and shit, damn. and then closing the window, running back to the room, acting like they don't know what the fuck happened. So one of the nights, I'm I'm, I'm sleeping, I'm watching them do this whole shit. I, mean, I ain't never, I ain't never wake up and like, you know what I'm saying, act like I seen them doing it. And I told them like a day later, but I, I was just so mind bothered and amazed by the fact that like, damn, like this really the reality of my little relatives out here in Chicago. Like, hmm. I'm probably like 15, or so 14, yeah. or well, like, but this time, what this was. Nah, yeah, when it's about there, about seven, eight. So now, yeah, just a little bit after that, then, just a little bit after, just a little bit after, when I did this year, because I was about four, 13, 14 when this shit happened. But yeah, man, them little badass niggas up in there hustling and shit, don't even know what the fuck they doing, little kids, you know what I'm saying, just yeah. trying to get some money type shit, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. So it was just crazy to see, like, that's like people real reality right. in, other, in other places, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, you hear about this shit. We do that shit in Texas. It's a little different. Everybody hustles. But like in Chicago, like, the hustle just way different. Like, yeah. you'll have a, a lady, like, they have a whole house paying rent, got two, three cars, and all she sells is cigarettes and mm-hmm. cigars. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just because of people don't want to walk 
you know what I'm saying, yeah. to the store yeah. to go get the cigars and shit. The store could be on the corner too. And the, and the lady selling the cigarettes and the right, candy. The store be, be right on the corner. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. like I'm like I'm not used to seeing this. We type had that of shit. exact same. It's crazy you know that you saying, saying like, that because I'm remembering that in my neighborhood. Yeah, yeah like, you know what I'm saying? Like when I go back and forth out there from like Cause I went to elementary school in Chicago for like three or four years, okay. like before go hunting and was like down there alive type shit. Then I left, and I come back, and I yeah. leave, and I come back. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So like, but I would spend like years, 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 years in, in Texas though. Yeah. Then I come to Chicago for like 10 months. I come back, okay. I come back for two years. Yeah. And I come back, I come back for two years again, and I come back, yeah. shit like that. Okay. That sounds like how I grew up moving back and forth from Milwaukee and Memphis. And uh, like all, all my family in Memphis, no family in Milwaukee really, except for me, my mom's brother. But like, I think it's something about like, you know, like when you from the North and you go and visit the South for the summer or for a year and you do that, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it changes your perspective on a lot of shit too. Yeah. Like where I'm from, you'll never see nobody like, like, like if a bull, like like a bullshit hustle, you'll maybe see somebody doing badly trying to get by with this shit. It's like maybe selling some cologne or some shit like that mm -hmm. at the bus stop or some bullshit like that at the mall or some shit like that selling yeah. a CD or something in Chicago. Like you'll see people selling on the side of the street. They got dishwashing detergent, dishwashing liquid, di uh, 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 fabric softener, clothes, uh, clothes washing the, uh, detergent, bleach. Like a whole layout of every single yeah. thing that you need for your house, just so you don't go to Walmart or don't go to the grocery store to come and stuff. Because for some people, it's because it ain't safe. You know what I'm saying? Or it'll be the the the, the fucking motherfucker have pizza in the damn ice cream truck, like a motherfucking pull up sending pizza out of damn truck. I'm a, I'm only used to seeing an ice cream truck pull up to your street. Right, right. Not a, you know what I'm saying? Like. This is way before food trucks and all that existed. Yeah, like yeah. even right now, food trucks not mobile. They don't right. drive around cooking food. They park somewhere and right. you pull up to a food truck in Chicago. Like <laughs> say that early two thousands, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Early nineties, motherfuckers pulling up food truck right on your right on your street. What you want? Beef? What you want? Fucking um cheese? Yeah. They probably still doing that shit right now. Yeah. Pizza man pull up ice cream, an old school ice cream cone, the old school, like the real ice cream oh, and yeah. shit, or like cereal, custard. Or Motherfucker like. pull up with all the different shit from the grocery store. That's another thing too, like pulling up with all the groceries from the grocery store, like in a van. Yeah. Like or pulling up with a man van full of meat. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like in Texas, like you kind of just go get all that type of shit. I don't care <laughs> yeah. how broke you is. Like uh, that's some shit you go the to the store for. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. In the Midwest, like all of that is shit. People pulling up and selling right then yeah. and there. Like however we can sell this to you. Yeah, motherfuckers sell you whatever they can. Cats that hit the Tyson chicken truck and <laughs> yeah, like you know what I'm saying. That was different for me back yeah. then. That's like that's like, that's funny. That's almost like boosting food. <laughs> you know? Yeah, what I'm yeah, right now for sure. sure. <laughs> word, word. Get the ass over in the rented slingshot. What? If it